Welcome back to Radar, the music podcast showcasing the creative output from London and beyond. In each episode, we're joined by artists, students, and industry professionals to take an in-depth look into their musical journey, as well as the projects that they're passionate about. I'm James Arlington, I'm an artist and producer, and in this episode, I'm joined by Emma Weller, an artist, singer-songwriter, and session vocalist. We talked about the release of her latest single, Boy Like You, moving to London to study music, and how she brings her ideas to life with her band. Emma Weller, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is a pretty big day for you, because at the time we're recording this, it is the release of your latest single. Yeah. How are you feeling? Very happy. Very, very happy and excited. It's been quite a long time since you've put out music before today. Uh, what was kind of the, the motivation to keep it moving and keep it going? I wouldn't say at some point I kind of just felt um, the need to put some music out again. I noticed, since I, especially since I came to ICMP, uh, this is my second year now, I really, really started writing a lot of songs. And I noticed the connections between these songs. And I was like, okay, let's let's start creating a bigger project. And this single that just came out is just the start of this bigger project. That's, That's really exciting. And we'll, we'll kind of talk about the single a bit later on and kind of the process behind it. But I kind of want to take it back to the beginning. Like, how, how, what started this passion? How did you get into music? I've always, I've always been singing um, since I have memory. I started taking singing lessons when I was five. And I think a big role, because my family is not, my parents are not very musical, but they are very, very active listeners of music. Right. They're not musicians, but they love music. So I think that played a big role in, in my development as an artist, because whether it was like a classical music concert on the TV or my dad loves Pink Floyd. I grew up listening to nice. like the 70s rock, Pink Floyd especially. There was always music in the house. Um, so I was always singing, started taking lessons. And then I, when I was eight or nine years old, I went into classical music um, in, the, in the Teatro Massimo in Palermo. Mm. where I'm from, Sicily. And I was in the kids' choir and grew up there. Uh, did a lot of shows, fell in love with it. And then I felt, again, the need to kind of start going out my own way, start writing music, went into pop, and moved to London. That's really exciting because you've kind of had a, a very wide scope of genres that you've been involved in growing up. What were the sort of things that you were kind of listening to to shape that inspiration? Emmy Winehouse is one of my biggest inspirations was one of the like one of the biggest artists I was listening to main influences uh shaped my persona as an artist um growing up so that was definitely a big part and as I said like a lot of like experimental rock so Pink Floyd definitely definitely a big part Dark Side of the Moon is one of my favorite albums ever mm. in terms of lyrics though I am also a big fan of Ed Sheeran and he is kind of the reason why I moved to London wow. to get into the yeah because I always found the music scene in Britain very exciting kind of like growing up listening to his music um so I really wanted to get around his lyricism and the things who inspired him that eventually inspired me as well. Yeah, that's that's great. And it's, it's been, what, four years now since you moved to London? Yeah. God, yeah. How, how does that feel? That must have, like, flown by. 
It has, but at the same time, it feels like I've lived like 30 different lives. Because <laughs> <laughs> I moved here when I was barely 18 mm. and I didn't know anyone and COVID was still a thing, like a big, big thing. Yeah, true. So it was quite scary leaving my family and leaving my house. Um, God, yes, yeah, so you moved here like the peak of COVID, didn't yeah, you? September 2020. Wow. So we were kind of in the middle of it almost. Yeah. It was just right before the third national lockdown. It felt very lonely at first. It mm. felt very scary. But then after the restrictions got lifted and everything, I started, you know, going out, meet new people, friends and making my own connections. And life in London started being good to me. Because I think that lockdown for most people was kind of a blessing or a curse, depending on like what kind of industry you're in. Yeah. But like musicians, especially, especially people that were songwriting, like not a lot had changed in terms of their workflow, but just not being able to interact and, and be sociable, especially in like a business like music is really important. So how did you kind of deal with moving to a brand new place and then like not being able to see anyone straight away? That must have been horrible. At first, it was quite depressing. I'm not going to lie to you. It mm. was also because I'm I moved into a studio. So I was living alone and I had basically no social interactions. Oh. Um, so it was very weird, very kind of like dystopical in a way. Um, didn't feel real. Mm. Um, I was in college, so music college, so we had online classes, but it wasn't great. Right. We just we just really had to wait. We had to wait until it was kind of over to start actually making music together with my former classmates and get to really know each other. Um, it was it was a tough time, but we we got around it somehow. I moved to London and I didn't know anyone, mm. so I went to college as a as an Italian student who had who had had no previous interactions with the British culture with British people. Um, so it was very interesting and it shaped me a lot. Um, and then obviously went to ICMP. And uh, so those two years spent in college really helped me growing as a person and as an artist and prepare me to uni. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that period of time like had a different effect on everyone kind of individually. It was the year before I moved to London, it was kind of the peak of lockdown, like things were starting to sort of shape up again, people were starting to be sociable again. So for me, I kind of just missed that barrier of like being at uni in lockdown. So I was quite lucky. Moving to London especially can be a big thing for anyone wanting to pursue a career. Like, why do you think that London is the place to be in that kind of sense? I think that London has something to offer to anyone. Um, I've found, I've, I've been working with so many music musicians during these four years, because I'm also a session backing vocalist. So I work with other singers and I kind of like get to have a look into these people's worlds and universes. And I I think that each one of us finds their own place in London because it's got so many opportunities, so many people that are still looking for talent, even though we feel like this industry can be quite restrictive. But I think that there are also so many people still on the lookout for, for up-and-coming artists and new talent, new artists, new music. It's, it's, I feel like it's a never-ending cycle. For sure. And it's kind of the cultural hub of the UK at this point in terms of not just music, but, you know, the arts and, and kind of, 
you know, popular culture. It's, it's, it's just the place to be. You just kind of mentioned like the session work that you do. I know that recently you worked with Victoria Dell. Yes. Which is a, such a good song, Divine Energy. Absolutely. It's honestly one of my favorite songs at the minute. But, um, you know, working as a session musician sort of every single day is kind of different as well as working as an artist. Like, how do you balance writing your own music and, and doing your own stuff and helping other people with their things? Like, how do you find that balance? I managed to separate the two things in a very healthy way because I know that there are some days who are in, in which I am completely focusing on my craft and on my music and I am just doing that while some other days I'm doing my session work. And it's, for me, it's such a beauty to work for other artists because I get to know different opinions and different points of view that I could never do if I was only working on my music mm. alone. So for me, it's also, it's, it's kind of like a mutual help between the two, the, this duality of jobs that I have. Yeah. Working with other musicians helps me in my individual work, and it's 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 so beautiful, and I I love what I do in both in both sides of it. Would you say that you kind of enjoy the more collaborative uh, way of working more than kind of just sitting down and writing on your own? I think both of them have the pros and cons. For sure. I think yeah, working with other artists is brilliant and has to be done in order to then be like, okay, I can sit down and and kind of like put together everything that I've learned. Mm. But also co-writing is beautiful. Me and Vic actually just did a like couple of days ago, Victoria, and um, we kind of like revamped a song oh, that amazing. she wrote and it was so beautiful. And I learned so much every day from everyone that surrounds me. So... I don't think I've got a preference, uh, but I think there are some songs that I would rather write alone because mm. maybe they're very personal. More personal, yeah. Yeah. But some other projects, I honestly, I, I can't wait to see what collaborations 2024 will, will bring me. Yeah, because I mean, I know we're, we're two months in, but it still feels like the start of a very exciting year in yeah. a way. Because, you know, things are only starting to pick up a bit. I feel like January is more of a quiet month in terms of, like, people kind of getting back into the flow of things. But, like, I don't know about you, but I've just been absolutely here, there and everywhere the past few weeks. I have. I have as well. But, yeah, definitely January, it feels still a bit lethargic in terms of, like, the music industry. For sure. Yeah, now now I'm definitely busy. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. And, I mean, you have every reason to be because today is the release of Boy Like You. Yeah. Which is extremely exciting. Congratulations. Thank you so much. How has the response been so far? I have been overwhelmed and surrounded by love. Uh, it's just been a few hours because obviously it released on midnight today. Mm -hmm. But I, I am so grateful and everyone has been messaging me and I've had, I had some people from the industry as well uh, responding positively Amazing. to it. And I am very, very excited for what what the future is going to bring me because it's looking good it's looking good for sure and and the reason i like you so much is just because you carry such a positive attitude about everything all of the time thank you and i think that yeah you you really deserve this it's a, such a good song so yeah thank you so much no you're very welcome and i mean you've worked with some really cool people to help put this together do you kind of want to talk about the process absolutely um so i wrote this song like 
early 2023, I think, so more than a year ago. I wrote this song and I was so excited about it. And I went to my band, which people I'm going to mention in a second, <laughs> and that because they are absolutely brilliant. I can't shut up about them. They are so good. They're a great bunch, yeah. They're so great. They're such great musicians. And I went to my band and we arranged it together and started like trying it out live. Because I, I feel like gigs is also, like gigs are also a place to try out new material. For sure. The response was positive. So then I brought I brought the single to I, mean, I brought the song to my producer, which is Esteban Chamorro. I say hi to hi Esteban. Big shout out. Big shout out because <laughs> this song wouldn't have been wouldn't have been a thing without him. So um, brought this song and many other more songs to him, and it was like yeah, that's single material. Um, so me and the band went into the studio. Me, Benji, Luke. Luke and Baloo, who I absolutely am so grateful to because they are amazing. They keep believing in me, in my music, and I yeah, I could have been couldn't be more thankful and grateful for them. Feel so blessed to be working with such an amazing team. Uh, they're true professionals, true professionals. So I went into the studio, recorded alongside many other songs that I'm gonna start releasing after this one and yeah and now we're here yeah and i mean you kind of met them all through icmp i believe as yeah. well so it kind of feels like more of a community thing like putting them all together absolutely me uh band and the producer also assistant producer who's not who i say hi to as well um we are all they they were doing the masters but obviously we were all coming from the icmp background we mm. all met uh when, during my first year and I, I couldn't oh I'm so blessed because like ICMP truly changed my life in a way of gave me the chance to make real good network and connections with so many industry professional professionals um, I yeah I feel like this was really the, the, the best choice I could have made for my for my career Absolutely. And I feel like whatever course you're on, there's still that kind of, there's still that method of networking and connecting with other people purely because we're, we're spread across these two campuses here in Queen's Park and in Kilburn. You're a good example of bringing people together just to create this kind of creative like project all in one. And it's, it's, it's looking really good and you're a really solid band. So I'm looking forward to your next gig as well. Thank you. Um, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. But um, for people who may have seen you maybe around, maybe they saw you at the Freshers Showcase last year, but maybe they haven't heard your music. Like, how would you describe yourself? Like, what do you do? I like to connect with the people who listen to me. I, I write mostly about myself, things that I feel, but I write in a way that I want people to be able to relate to my stories and be like, oh, she went through that as well, so mm. I'm not alone. So... In terms of genre, I can describe myself as a pop artist, but obviously all my influences took me to the place of having pop music strongly affected by jazz and soul and, yeah, neo-soul, I would say, a bit of funk because we love it. And <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's it's a wide, it's, it's kind of a wide genre, the music that I do, um... I still I still can't put myself in a box. It's definitely pop. Yeah. 
I want to say alternative pop because that's, I guess, the, the umbrella terminology that I can I use. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, and in general, I, I write songs. Yes, I write for me as, as a form of therapy in a way because right. every time I write a song, I kind of like... I can organize my feelings and helps me out with dealing with things that I go through in life. But when I put a song out, it stops being my song. It starts being the, you guys' song. It's mm. your song. You take it away. You do, you do whatever. And I love that each one, each one of you has a different meaning to it and relates to their own story, relates the song to their own story. Yeah, and I think that's a really nice way of putting it in terms of releasing music because it can be quite a difficult thing for people to let go of something that's so personal and kind of put that out to the world in some cases. But like you said earlier, writing collaboratively and individually kind of balances that out in the sense of songs that are maybe a bit more meaningful to you and personal and then kind of taking bits and pieces to the band and bulking it out and then and then putting it out to the world. Like what what would you say like you kind of find yourself writing about the most in your life? I want to, it sounds cheesy, but I want to say love because I'm going to, I'm going to elaborate because love can have different forms. Mm. It can be love towards your friends. It can be obviously love towards a partner, heartbreak, love towards your family, love towards your country, love towards the music and your career and your job. I think love, it's a, it's a term that encapsulates um, everything that I write about because I want to be remembered for the things that I love not for the things that I don't like kind of mm. so even if for example Boy Like You is a it's very much a heartbreak song but very sassy and very kind of like oh my god I never want to see you again <laughs> that's the vibe but it came out of love because obviously there was a connection with a certain person that then ended so it's mostly about what I go through in life and or if some person that's very close to me, a friend of mine, comes to me and they're going through something, I will definitely write a song about them, about what they're going through because I am very much about human connection and so whatever hits me, I, I will have to write a song about it. Yeah, and I think that some people kind of just write about the world around them or, or kind of what they're going through and, and and other people just kind of just write lyrics for the sake of it. They yeah. maybe don't, they, they don't associate a meaning with it. And I know that I've kind of done that in the past as well. You talked about the band earlier on that kind of helped put all this project together. Do you maybe want to talk a bit more about what they do individually for you? Absolutely. So definitely when I bring a song in, it's kind of like a collective listening of the demo and be like okay what do we do here what do we do um but definitely each one of them really is really respectful of my idea of my musical idea because obviously I write lyrics and music but I I always push them to add their own touch to to it because I want to hear what take because I I love them so much as as people as a, and as professionals and I have such a big esteem of them an idea of them because they're, they're very very good so I want to hear what what they take away from the song and what it will turn into um so yeah I mean we, it's it's a very it's a very collaborative effort in 
in the total respect of what the initial idea is, which is something that I'm very, very proud of and grateful for. For sure, as you should be. And um, just in terms of who you got with you, like who's playing what? So Luke Woodhouse is my pianist and he's also a wicked singer. So shout out to him. Shout out, Luke. And he's done some backing vocals for me also for some songs because he's got a lovely voice. Uh, Benji Wilson, he's my guitarist, and Luke Rafferty is my drummer, and uh, Baloo Martins is my bass player. And they're so good, such great, great musicians, all of them. They're a fantastic team, and um, we mentioned earlier you, your biggest show, I suppose, last year was at the uh, O2 Academy in Islington yeah, uh, when we did the Freshers Showcase. Like, how was that for you? Because that feels like ages ago now. That does feel like ages. Um, yeah, it was oh, it was such a big night for me because ICMP gave me the chance to sing my songs in front of so many people. I think since I came to London, I never had such a big crowd as mm. the O2 Academy was. And yeah, um, I, I was just over the moon. And I, was, I remember I was so nervous before going onto the stage. But the minute I stepped on stage, everything kind of like disappeared. It was just me and the people. And I was singing for them and, and some, someone was singing back to me and that was wonderful. And I remember seeing you backstage afterwards and like the look on your face was just incredible because it was kind of, you were almost in shock with the response that you had to the songs because it's, it's quite a big thing playing a venue like that and having so many people sing back to you. It must be an amazing feeling. It's it's uh, the first the first time it happened to me during another gig. I I full on started crying on stage because oh. it is so important for me and and yeah it was amazing. Freshers was amazing and um, yeah I I do remember you looking at me kind of like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean there was quite a few of us backstage uh, at the O2 Academy in Islington. What have you kind of done since then? What have you done since the Freshers showcase in terms of gigs? I have done a lot of session gigs. I've focused because obviously I've recorded all the songs that I'm gonna I'm gonna release. I've recorded them during um, the summer, like summer twenty three. Um, so after Freshest Showcase, I wanted to focus on like some side projects, um, writing more music. So I've re- I, I'm constantly writing songs. Mm. Some of them stay unfinished, but I am I'm really forcing myself to finish those songs. Um, and a lot of session work. I've worked with so many artists. I've directed a choir, which was very, wow. very fun experience. That sounds like fun. Yeah, that was <laughs> very fun for a singer whose name is Sydney Jones. And she has an amazing project that's all about, um, it's kind of like, it's got very circus vibes. So there are different kind of kinds of artists. There was a, uh, there was a mentalist and a hula hooper and amongst everyone else there were um there was my choir uh for her songs and it was so good so i've i've done some bits everywhere uh lots of session work but also acoustic gigs with benji uh, around london function gigs and now we're going back on stage with my material which i'm very excited about yeah, it's kind of been a big journey for you since you started ICMP, I suppose. Yeah. In terms of gigs you've got coming up, uh, I know that you've got a very exciting one on the 27th of this month. Do you want to maybe talk about that? Yeah, so uh, we'll be at the Victoria in Dalston on the 27th, ah, 27th of February. And it's going to be a big night because 
I am part of a lineup of three female artists, including me, obviously. And the opener will be Alison Marique, which is an alumni from ICMP. And the headliner is Alex Fay, which is also a student in ICMP. So it's a female ICMP lineup. That's and great. I am, yeah, I am so excited about it because so it's going to be such a such a community vibes kind of like centered around the um, kind of event. And yeah, I'm very very excited about it. Yeah, I remember speaking to uh, Professor Ace, who works here at ICMP recently. Yes. And he sort of said kind of the same thing in terms of wherever he goes, no matter like what gigs they're playing, there's always someone he bumps into that's kind of part of the ICMP community. And I think that, you know, that's really exciting and you're kind of a good example of that. But that sounds really exciting. Where can people get tickets if this comes out before then? If this comes out before then, the tickets will be in the link in my bio. You can uh, look for me on Instagram, Emanuela C. Music. That's my handle. And you can find all the info in my bio and everything is up there. Fantastic. That's a great plug for sure. And uh, what have you got coming up apart from that? Kind of what have you been working on behind the scenes? Behind the scenes, there's a big project that um, I, it started with the release of Boy Like You. Um, so there will be new music coming very, very soon, probably sooner than what you expect. Wow. Um, I can't say much more, but <laughs> it's very exciting, very exciting. And I'm super happy that these songs will finally see the light. Absolutely. And that's kind of all full band as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I I'm really excited. I know that most of our listeners probably will be as well. In terms of kind of where people can find you, obviously, you've just mentioned your Instagram. You've got music on all platforms, Spotify, Apple yes. Music. You're on TikTok as well. Yeah. Do you find it hard to keep a balance between the social media platforms? Because I know that a lot of artists I speak to kind of struggle to keep putting content out really consistently because there's so much to keep on top of. It is difficult i am not gonna sugarcoat it especially as an independent artist i don't i don't have a management i work completely independently i'm very thankful because i've got a beautiful um web of connections around me my friends they help me out a lot in terms of social media and content to post they're very available for that but it is hard especially for me uh sometimes to post regularly on tiktok because I was born in 2002 and TikTok for me is still very new. Mm. Um, I see it with my younger cousin, she's 14 and she is constantly on TikTok <laughs> and she's so on top of it. And sometimes before I post something for promotion, I send it to her and I'm like, do you think that's cringe? Because I, <laughs> I never know. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's, I would say TikTok is the the social that makes me struggle a little bit I'm trying to get around it and I, I will make it, I will make it. And I feel like artists, when they're, when they're kind of putting content together, I feel like there is always that underlying uh, worry of, is this maybe a bit cringe? Like, yeah. is this something I want to be putting out? But sometimes it's those ones that kind of work the best in terms of marketing yourself as well. Probably. Um, it's hard to find a balance for yeah, sure. Yeah, I've, I've seen with TikTok and with Instagram Reels that... You can never, yes, there is an algorithm and everything that we want to talk about, but there is not an exact science about how the audience is going to react. Mm. That's something that I have 
figured out. So it's it's really pretty much the unknown still for me, but it's all experience. First single, and then for the next one, I'll do I'll do better. For sure, and you, it's kind of a learning curve every time because you can kind of see what works and what doesn't when you're putting music out independently. I mean, releasing music independently can be a different thing for everyone. I know that right now I'm kind of at a point where I think I'm ready, but I'm not too sure. I'm kind of pushing myself to put this new wave of music out this year because it'll be three years this year since I put out any music. So it's scary. Do it. (laughs) I'm just going to say do it because as artists and like music people we are always seeking perfection and Mm. we're always trying to reach it but it's actually it's never going to be there because our idea of perfection like each one of us has a different idea of of perfection and I'm just going to say do it because we need new music the world constantly needs new music and even though it's scary it's, it's always going to be scary, um, but it's also very exciting and very beautiful when it's happening. Of course, but you know me, I'm a bit of a perfectionist <laughs> when it comes to sort of anything creative, so I kind of find it hard to let go of a project when I've been working on it for so long. But yeah, I feel like I'm almost there. Get the music people and get the non-music people, people that you can really trust yeah. and will be completely honest with you about about your music because sometimes you want to hear if from other people if something's good or not yeah and it's 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 quite often for me i know that showing people who aren't necessarily like musicians themselves like kind of material and just saying like what do you think like sometimes that's more valuable than showing it to a musician absolutely because they they will hear it from a point of view that is not based on music theory and on how good is the arrangement they will just tell you how it feels if it's a vibe or not yeah yeah for sure and that's i mean at the end of the day yes we want the musical perfection but we also want people to feel something when we listen when they listen to our music yeah definitely 100 percent. do it yeah just do it do it (laughs) seriously because perfection really does not exist now is the time if not now then when then when absolutely i think that's a pretty good point to end on emanuela thank you so much for joining me thank you thank you so much for involving me catch up soon soon thank you so much for listening to this episode of radar if you enjoyed it be sure to rate it five stars through your podcast platform remember you can catch us on social media through all of the icmp channels and if you want to get involved in future episodes or suggest guests you can email us radarpodcast at icmp.ac.uk